You're I'm from New York. Let me fix my brim. You're now rocking with the podcast, White Tees and Tims. It's your boy Duke MAG, and I'm here with your favorite uncle. Uncle Cat, what's good, bro? Yo, what's up, man? I'm here. Bro, first episode done. Just second episode there. right now. How you feeling? I'm on top of the world. Bro, we got a lot of love. I want to say surprisingly, but at the same time, we know two people that, you know, show love. So we know that people love us back. But it was just like overwhelming how much people were sharing, how much people was liking, subscribing, commenting, and a bunch of just random things, bro. Just like, it just, it, it felt good. It felt, it felt, feels wonderful, bro. Just to see people even acknowledging, acknowledging something that came from our brain. Facts, bro. Because I wanted to do this even before me and you had met initially. And it was like once we saw each other and we connected, we started working together. And it was just like, dang, you know, the energy that bro has and that I have is or authentic and is organic. And it was like, yo, he's a cool dude. We should do this together. We should really get this podcast moving. Yeah, that's a fact, though. And making no making no point that like all my best homies are from up north. And, <laughs> that's crazy. And all my family is the reason why I wanted to move out here. Mainly, yeah. it's from the south. Yeah, so it's just something that happens. Like my one of my best friends, he from Jersey. Other friend, he from Delaware. Homie stay up in Maryland. Like just you know what I mean. So it's like, and I, and I told you, I always wanted to live. Cameras off, bro. Phones off on set. My bad, bro. My bad. I apologize. You know the wife probably trying to hit me up, but um, <laughs> she made a guest appearance. But um, you know, like I said, bro, my family's from out here in Durham, so that was always my motivation was to move out here, and I wanted to always live in Durham specifically because that's where my grandfather from my mom's side is from. Yeah. So it was like having that connection and just being able to move out here. You know, I was nervous at first mm. because you don't know anything. I like in New York, I know every street in Brooklyn. Yeah. I can't get. I mean, just a new place for you. Yeah, like right now, even where I live, I don't know what the street down the block is called. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's that awkwardness of just trying to get adjusted and trying to figure out a new city. A I've new been life, living yeah. in Brooklyn, New York for 30 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for the past two years, which was actually the other day was my anniversary, two-year anniversary of living out here. Mm. So I feel special, bro. Yeah. That's you know, what's up, bro. and this year, look look how we took this, you know, yeah. did our thing this year. That's a fact. So, you know, uh, as much as it's been a gift, it's been a curse this past week for me, you know, uh, even though we had the podcast and everything mm. was going great. There was some turmoil in my life, uh, a lot to do with uh, family members and like mental illness and mental health and stuff like that. And um, I want us to touch more on that later, mm. and we're gonna really dive a little bit into that uh, respectfully. Yeah, but, respect. That's that's probably that's gonna be like the main topic of the podcast, y'all. Is ma- mental illness. Um, so here and there, we're going to throw out facts and different, you know, um, I guess share like stories. Maybe you feel me. Yeah. On different like views or points of like, especially in the black community, you know, we're talking specifically from two African American brothers, you know what I mean? And growing up yeah. in the societies and the cultures that we did, you feel me? Uh, you know, all the things that we went through are signs of mental illnesses, but we're going to touch on that. I got a lot of facts for you, I got a couple websites. Um, yeah, because we, we don't want to, you know, that's the more serious later down the line. We're going to have some fun, we want to no have doubt. fun and you know, as well, touch on current events, things that's out. Pick our our points of view on certain things that's happening recently, mm-hmm. but we also you know want to give some lessons as well as entertainment. That's how I look at it. No doubt, no doubt. You know what I mean. So yeah, let's uh talk about what's going on in Mississippi and in um Texas, bro. With, yeah, these niggas ain't wearing a mask. Yeah, the mask is over. Yeah, dude, what do you think about that, bro? Honestly, bro, they took a mask off Atlanta a long time ago, bro. You feel me? And I'm not trying to make it like a. 
That's but was their numbers high? I think Atlanta's numbers yeah. were still pretty high at yeah. one point. Maybe if her numbers was high. So that's my thing. This might make me want to wear a mask, wear a mask more, being from those cities. Because I don't fact. trust it. The numbers is gonna go crazy. That's a fact. That's a fact. But the thing is, so like Atlanta been wide open since June, yeah. since May. You feel me? Like they opened the city up. They opened up all businesses and all these restaurants and things like that in the middle. In the midst of the pandemic, when everything was just all this information was getting thrown at us, how to prevent it, what to watch out for, how to wash your hands, all this stuff is on the internet. Um, you know what I mean? They say, all right, you know what? We're good. Open up the shops, open up this, open up that. Honestly, my take on it, bro, is like, <laughs> let's be honest, it's the money. You feel That's me? That's what I was going to touch on, too. You got, you yeah. got one man who owns a, 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 a shopping center, right? Each shop grocery store in the shopping center pays them x amount in rent let's say over eight grand in rent 10 plus grand in rent every month right they uh-huh. close that shop down for two months bro that's his income so he like all right you know what this gotta stop right yeah the board uh, i don't listen this is just generally speaking i don't know any specific stories or details right but think about it though right you got this board of people who own plots of land. They like, you know what? We're losing too much money with this pandemic, right? Do we have the opportunity to open everything up through the law and through the eyes of the CDC or whatever it may be? You know what's crazy? You know where the CDC is? It's, where is it at? It's in Atlanta. Mm. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure, yo. That gave me chills. Think about it. The that, CDC is in Atlanta. That's crazy, though. But the thing is, like... Texas, Mississippi, Texas recently just went through a big crisis with the weather, with the snow and everything out there. It really flooded a lot of people' homes and things like that. And I got to see the money aspect of it. Of you know, people need money. People got, but again, if they giving out them checks, they giving out them uh, them checks that they giving out everybody the pandemic checks. Then really, what is the value of money if they just get able to process the checks and send it to as many people as possible? What is the value of a dollar? What it really like why do we have homeless people if you can give everybody a $1,400 check during this time you know I feel like that's unfair I feel like you know I just I just feel like money is really the root of all evil and that's really the motivation of them opening up all these states back and I feel like during summertime it's gonna get really really everybody's gonna be outside and I think every state summertime is gonna be hectic fact, fact check fact check real quick what's up uh the headquarters of the CDC is in Atlanta, but you know it's subdivisions all across the country. Bro. Okay, yeah, respectfully, see, we, we doing our checks now, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like you know, like the whole thing is, is that I feel like the summertime, everybody's gonna be outside, wanting to have fun, of course, been cooped up, and then guess what's gonna happen? The numbers is gonna increase again during fall and the winter. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna be scared, masked up back in the house because it ain't nothing to do now. That's it's a cold. fact. I think, and I honestly, bro, to be honest with you, I feel like being outside is the best bet. Like. Why why let us be 20, 30 deep inside of a building where we can be outside breathing our own air and our own space? You feel me? It's so much yeah. more space outside. It's so yeah. much. It's so much. Bro, we, we in North Carolina, bro, is the air, the oxygen level here is uh, is wonderful because. Oh, especially so compared trees, to New York. Bro. You dig what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie to you. So why why can't we be outside like why we have a curfew like why do i why do i have to feel like i can't go nowhere like i can't bro you know during the pandemic bro doing throughout the whole pandemic there are days when i get off work and i sit on the trunk of my car 
And I just look up into the sky. I watch little kids outside playing around, you know, like, you know, watch everybody, watch the people walk by, watch traffic, mm-hmm. anything, you feel me? And just, That's some real Southern stuff. And bro. just breathe, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Be on my phone playing music, whatever. You dig what I'm saying? Chiefing, whatever. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, because I want to feel like free almost, you feel me? Been stuck up in it, telling me that I, I can't go anywhere. That's what it is. They telling us that we can't go nowhere. That's what makes everybody want to go exactly. out. You don't want no restrictions on exactly. your life. But again, like I said, once they tell me that, you know, because even when you're working, I know it's, it's really difficult for people to have a mask on and breathe. Yeah. You feel really restricted. And then again, we don't really know if the carbon dioxide that we're putting back in our bodies through the mask, is that going to harm us in the long run? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But at the same time, once you tell, once the government tells me something, I want to do the opposite kind of thing. That's like once they tell me, hey, guys, uh. You could stop wearing masks now. Everything is good and everything is easy. Everything's calmed down. Mm, I'm gonna keep this mask going a little longer. Just a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Because I don't trust really what y'all telling me. Yeah. So, but, but it's like it's, it's come down to this, right? They got the whole vaccine now. You can go get your vaccine, whatever. You feel? I'm not promoting this. First of all, give me a long pause on that, right? Because <laughs> I'm not promoting this. All right. I'm just saying the vaccine is out, right? Now, different companies with different people, vaccines. Exactly. Now, people are, you can, when you get your vaccine, right, you can take your mask or you don't have to wear your mask. You get your, your, your second dose. First of all, why do I have to take two doses of the shit? Right? Yeah. Right? First of all. Second of all, right? So, you telling me wearing my mask this whole time didn't, like, it didn't help anything, y'all. I don't care what nobody says. It was says. supposed to prevent the it's spread. It's a lot though. of, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, and the virus is a, is a real thing. You know what I mean? But let's be honest. You feel me? At one point, like, bro, if if the mask was a real thing and every, if everybody wore their mask, like, it wouldn't be as... First of all, let's just start here. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. Check this out, though. I told I'm my homie this. I pointed my homie out uh, this the other day. Why didn't they just stop travel? Stop the airplanes from coming in and out the country and across the country? They they limited travel, but the reason why is because then you're keeping some people at certain spots. So if I live, if I had to travel to Atlanta, but now you're telling me I can't go back home to New York, you're going to make it. Yeah, so it's like. No, you're stuck. You can't. Yeah, but you can't. Where am I going to stay at? I'm going to stay in a hotel if I ain't got family out there, if it was a business trip. You know what I mean? So you allow people to at least get back to their homes. Yeah. But they limited it to a certain point because the world still has to turn. You don't want mass panic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now when you got people that's mad, everybody's panicking, everybody's scared. That's why I think that they don't tell us everything. Yeah. That's obvious. That's, that's obvious. You know, yeah. but at the same time, I feel like they are ahead of the game. And then how do you not prevent stuff? Exactly. I watch 24. Yeah. Bro. 24 got to be some type of not automatically based on realistic things, but there's some realism to it to where you're telling me that you did not have any ideas on how to prevent some of these things exactly. ahead of time. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you know, again, I'm I'm going to probably still stay masked up, not trust anything like that. And uh, just be careful, you know, just be careful. Um, I don't put myself in situations to even be around people, to be honest with you. Like, just the thought of like, you know, it's like, it's crazy because I see my aunties, right? My great aunties. My mm-hmm. grandpa's birthday was up there. Shout out to Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Willie, right? So it was his birthday. It was 68th birthday. On, uh, his birthday is actually on February 29th. You feel me? So we celebrated on the 28th when it is 
You know what I mean? Okay. 28. And I seen his sisters, my Aunt Vern and my um uh and my other aunt. I, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Ooh. Cousins, I'm sorry. But I seen them, right? And I'm like, yo, what's up, yo? I reach out and give him a hug. Like, they, listen, my Aunt Vern is like my namesake. I guess you say I'm named after her, but I'm not. But So so hold on. How, if, <laughs> if it's your Aunt Vern, how is you her namesake? All right, we're going name to talk, talk about that later. So look, so I reach out. <laughs> so she she always, you know, hugs me, kiss me on the cheek, pinches my cheek, all that stuff, right? Bro, she gives me the elbow. <sighs> oh. My whole heart melted, bro. I'm like, bro, you like my favorite aunt, bro. Like. You gonna give me the elbow? That's how I feel too, cause even my aunt, who I'm really close to, was like a mother figure for me. She hasn't even been able to travel out here because she's in the age range of where it's really, it's really a risk for her to be able to travel and anything else like that. So it worries me about her with that. And then she hasn't been able to travel to us. We haven't been able to travel her. We was trying to make plans for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we couldn't even do it because we didn't want to risk her health. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was really, it was really scary. And it's, I, I want to see my aunt, man. Like, yeah. that's like my mother figure. Like I said, you know, my birthday's coming up. One of my greatest presents would be for her to come out here for that. But I don't want to risk her health neither. That's I fact. would be more disappointed if I put her at risk than anything else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, just be careful, everybody out there. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get the vaccine, God bless you. Tell me how that turns out. If you don't, God bless you. Tell, Tell me, me how it turns, turns out. out. You, you know, know what I mean? Because it's like at at this point, we I feel like we're putting a bond, right? We're gonna move on to the next subject after this too. But we get putting a bond, right? It's like, all right, I got an option to take a vaccine, right? And we all know what vaccines is, right? They take the anti was the antibody of the actual virus, and they put it inside. They mix it with a whole bunch of other stuff. And oh, I didn't curse. Mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. And I don't think I curse this whole podcast, to be honest with you. We're gonna see. Just, gonna <laughs> let, it, just let it happen. And actually. and they injected in you to fight against the actual virus from the outside. So my whole idea of vaccines, that's why I never I don't, you know, didn't take the flu shot. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if I can say that publicly or that's politically correct, but I did not, right? So I don't feel I don't I don't feel the idea of actually putting something in my body to fight it. You know what I mean? It's like the flu shot. You give me the flu to fight the flu. I just don't like that ideal. You know what I mean? I don't like that. You dig what I'm saying? It just never resonated with me. I don't care how many scientific facts and 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 you know and theories and stuff like that you throw out throw out at me, but it's like it's still logical at the end of the day. So you're telling me you're going to put it in me, pause to fight against the. The, the the virus or whatever yeah, is on the outside. So it's like I don't I don't feel that. That's what I was saying last week. It's like, yo, how you gonna give me something especially especially something that y'all saying is so deadly exactly. to give to me to fight fight it. The thing and that y'all gonna give it to me twice. twice. Pause. That's crazy. That's wild. Exactly. But I wanted to change it up a little bit. Uh I wanna implement a new program every week that we could do where we just shout out some dope news that we hear. Something positive that we, you know, people that we may know. Yeah. Last week we could have, you know, your mentor could have been one of them that exactly. we could have, you know, considered. Shout that. out Levante. And I was recently on the Shade Room, and it's some girl that lives in Philadelphia. She's in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, this is from the Shade Room. Anybody that sees the post, uh, it's a girl named Shania Robinson Owens. I hope I didn't mess up your name. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Um, seriously, uh, it says, uh, Philadelphia high school senior Shania 
Robinson Owens inspired many when she applied to more than 20 colleges and universities, and the latest update in her story will have you doing a double take. Shania recently revealed that in addition to being accepted into multiple schools, she has received over $1 million in scholarship funds. CNN reports 17-year-old Shania Robinson Owens is currently a senior in high school at Philadelphia's George Washington Carver High School of Engineering and Science and has a lot to celebrate as about to about even before she actually begins her first day as a college freshman. Hey, congratulations for reading that without your glasses. Bro, Go ahead, finish people don't know I wear glasses, bro. They think I'm tough. They think I'm tough. I can't be a tough guy with glasses. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. But nah, you know, um, I want to shout out things like that because even me being in high school, bro, I didn't have the greatest grades. I didn't, uh, I wasn't fully focused on high school. I was intelligent, but I, I allowed my surroundings and things that I was dealing with mentally myself and emotionally myself to hold me back from being where I really should have been. And it's, I'm paying for it still in the long run. Yeah, I'm blessed, but at the same time, I didn't fully apply myself to where my life and my kids and my wife's life could be way much better than it is today. That's a fact. And I just wanted to shout her out because we know the difficulties of being not only being a kid, but being a black kid growing up in the city, the inner city, and being able to try to find your way outside of the gangs, the violence, the drugs, and everything like that. And she, that's an achievement, man. You know, how many kids can actually say that? Not many. They got so many scholarships. They got all these funds and money that's coming to them for accomplishments that they did on their own. You can't take that away from her. Can't, you can't. That's that's going to be with them for L. For real, though. You know, so I just wanted to shout out that young lady. God bless you. Keep working hard. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit for you. Yes, sir. As Biggie would say, because I got to shout Brooklyn out again. The sky's the limit. Is that how I go? Bro, I almost fought you just now. But don't do that, bro. <laughs> what, was sky, what was that? I think that's how it go. Anyway, do it one more time. Sky we about to fight. Stop. No, no. The sky is the limit, and you sky know that you can. Yeah, you gotta. You know, nah, bro. Oh, I keep shout out the big. <laughs> shout out the big. Uh, March 9th is also popping up. About to come up. Uh, was that know, the anniversary of Corona? Bro, bro, it's the anniversary of Big's passing. Oh. And um, you know, uh, I don't even like saying anniversary. It sounds weird when you're talking about somebody passing because yeah. anniversary you think about celebration celebration yeah but we still gonna celebrate his life yeah you know what i mean so you know that's coming up soon god bless the biggie's family i'm a humongous biggie fan i'm a humongous you know supporter for everything that you know that he did for just putting our city even though we was on the map already he enhanced it by le- just living and embodying the brooklyn spirit you know what i'm saying so you know what i mean for real and even the name of the podcast. The Tim's part of the podcast is Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that was me paying Mine's homage to yep, Biggie. Yup, my white tea. Yup, and my... <laughs> Start doing the chicken oh head over God. this motherfucker. I Y'all thought it was North Carolina, come on and raise up. Hey, Take your shirt. Nah, Pause. we didn't really like... I don't know. I didn't, at least I didn't That really was Petey Popper. He's the I, I first North Carolina bro, artist. Bro, you gotta understand, I'm only 23, bro. How long what song was that? When that song, when came, that song out? came out, bro? Oh, like probably what? early 2000s. Oh, what? Oh, something. But listen, oh, bro. Exactly. You telling me that that shirt that that wasn't what other artists was there before him from North I Carolina? Know, I'm just saying, bro. It it, it, it doesn't resonate. Oh, but with the me franchise boys from Atlanta. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's where the white tees came up. Okay, bro. P 
Petey Pablo take, said, take your shirt off. He didn't say what type of shirt. <laughs> he didn't say what. It could have been a button-up. It could have been a polo. Like, it doesn't matter. How are you going to take a button-up? and you gotta? Uh, that's mad long. You yeah. got to sit there and take your shirt off. <laughs> Come on, bro. But, nah, shout out to him. Uh, another thing I wanted to do is, like, have a fun part of it. And I didn't even tell you I wanted to do this. But uh, I'm telling you, me and Dina was having a conversation about what's the best TV moms. And I wanted to get a little debate about this, bro. Mm-hmm. What is your best three TV moms? This is a perfect time to go into our mental illness subject because it's two. It's a it's a conversation that we had about two uh, TV moms in particular. And I remember you asking me. It was a general question. It was on the internet, right? It was um, was it was it the uh, Felicia Rashad and yes. and versus who what was it? It was the mother from Moesha. Uh, Moesha. Um, don't know her oh, name. Man, I was but one. One is one is a lighter Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yeah, that's the actress's name. W- one is a uh, a lighter skin. They call her D. Black woman, and one is a darker tone. But she's not really light skin. She's Felicia Rashad is brown skin. Yeah, but she has a like a golden. And that's hue the thing. To her. They both are extremely beautiful. Yeah. women, but of color. I remember in particular somebody bringing up the fact. So somebody asked me. I guess it was just like a stupid male man question, like who looks better type of shit, like this mom or that mom from the show, whatever. And I was like, you know, Felicia Rosario, you know, because I guess that's just who I would go to. He was like, oh, you only say that because, you know, she's light skinned. I was like, whoa, bro, like, nah, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I was even... the one that posed the question, but I, I remember the person. You remember the person, right? About, yeah. So it's and like, it's like, all right. Said it was colorism. Colorism, right? Colorism, going right into mental illness, bro, because think about it. This is a mental illness in black people where we actually categorize black people. Like, we put each other in subject group. Like, all right, you got dark, brown, and you got light brown. Why can't we just all be black people? You dig what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, like, all right, they say that, you know, we're taught that light looks better. You feel me? And honestly, going out throughout school, we honestly viewed the darker... Like, not going to say we, because I ain't speak for all guys. But when I was a kid, like, it was like that. You feel me? Like, the girls who were dark-skinned was like, oh, you black as hell. You know what I mean? But the ones that lighter and got, you know, the, I guess the pretty hair texture and shit like that, they would get more praise. And they would get. Supposedly the coolie. Yeah, they was the cool ones. You know what I mean? They'll, they'll, they get all the, they got all the friends. They get all the boys. Just then the third, the dark-skinned girls, they eat lunch by themselves type of thing. You feel me? Like everybody wanted Beyonce, but didn't appreciate how pretty Kelly Rowland was. Exactly. No, Kelly Rowland is gorgeous it's yes. crazy beyonce is too equally but yeah, you know what i mean but, but the thing but, is but everybody overlooked kelly Rowland because for... of the lighter skin you yeah. feel me because in comparison beyonce's black we know that right kelly Rowland is just a couple shades darker than her you feel me in comparison she's the lighter one so you will you will go with the lighter one thinking that is the i guess the more attractive one just based off skin tone is colorism colorism is 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 so deep embedded in black people now that we don't even think about it. It's become second nature. It's become something that it's in our subconscious. It, it lives there, right? It it, it 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 affects our um our views on people, mm-hmm. right? You acting light skin, you acting like a light skin, you acting like a dark like oh, yeah, how do you like, how do you wanna... subject how do you how do you put somebody in a category based off their skin color? And me, listen, it's crazy because me, guess where I was at in the middle? I'm a I'm brown. I'm not dark and I'm not light. But see, the thing is, I think I'm dark skin and people tell me I'm brown and 
you know, growing up in a family with a lot of people was light skinned because yeah. I'm mixed. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it was like always, I always wanted to be looking lighter when yeah. I was younger. I don't think a lot of people in my family even knew that. Yeah. But I always wanted to be lighter skinned because I, like, you know how hard it is to try to convince somebody that you're dark skinned and they are ignorant and don't realize that Puerto Ricans come in all different types of colors that they think, yeah, you're Puerto Rican because you're black. And then they see my grandmother who she comes up to the school, she's working at the school and be like, oh, snap. You know what I mean? So it's like, Really, like, you know, but again, you went deep, but I want to know. Don't, you're not running away from this question. Yeah, 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 What is your top three mothers Um, from TV? We talked about this. Oh. And, and I'm going to ask you the fathers, too, because we had a debate about it earlier. And I'm going to I'm gonna be real. I'm going to keep it real. Um, Damn, bro, I was go- I was on a run. I was trying to get my bag. Look, all right. You're going to get back to it. You want me Am- to go first? And Viv. Which on Enviv? The dark, the dark one, the real, the the um, the first one. Okay, that's your number one. Yeah. Okay. I'm young, so I'll take the I'll take the mother from sister sister. Lisa Landry, aka mm-hmm. Jack A. And then last one, I will take um, Claire, Claire Hustle. Alright, so my number one, I've always had a crush on her since I was a kid, even though she was a mother figure, mm-hmm. is Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go with Harriet from Family Matters. Mm-hmm. Then Aunt Viv, the dark-skinned one, but mainly because... Did you see the, the, the episode where she came to the precinct and she G-checked them? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the one where she's dancing and doing mm-hmm. the crazy dance moves, and that was dope, mm-hmm. too. But when she checked them and she's like... Phil, hold my earrings. She's yeah, about to yeah. go off. Yeah. That to me was so dope. dope like just yeah. seeing the mother really go hard for her kids like that, it was like, wow. Yeah. So that was that's why she's in my top three. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go with the dads. My picks might be controversial for my third dad. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why he's third, because he got knocked down for his reputation. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna start with number one, Uncle Phil. Okay. The way Uncle Phil just he took in Will like Will was his son. Mm-hmm. And that episode where Will was crying and holding his arms, just James Avery did an awesome job at that. Mm-hmm. And he was really a professionally trained actor. Mm-hmm. Two, I'm going to have to go with Carl Winslow. Definitely. Number three, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Cliff Huxtable. And he would have been probably fighting for Uncle Phil with that top one spot. Mm-hmm. But because of his history, I had to hold him down. Mm-hmm. But... Really, the dad that he was was a fun dad. Yes. We're talking about the character now. Yes, the character. He was a fun dad. He was successful. Successful. Mm -hmm. He he even took in uh, his wife's cousin, I think it was, uh, Pam, when she came over and brought the hip-hop version to the show. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, that's a dad that you would be like, yo, I can can talk to my dad about anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, shout out to him. What's your top three? Um... I grew up watching Family Matters, Family Matters, so I'll say Carl, Carl Winslow. Whoop, whoop, even though he was a cop, he was a good cop though. He, he nah, he was he a checked, good cop. He, he checked, he checked those white boys when they was fucking with uh, what was his name? Uh, Eddie. Eddie was fucking with Eddie. Yeah, yeah, he was not playing with Eddie. Um, mm, I put him on the fence, y'all. He wasn't ready for this. Um, dads. Um. Uncle Phil, of course. Uncle Phil. Yeah, you gotta pay respect. Um, trying to. I'm not trying to pick Bill because I'm not trying to pick him for for a specific reason. <laughs> I just want to keep my list different because I grew up watching a lot of TV shows. I'm trying to figure. You know, it could be a white dad. You know what's crazy? George Lopez. Shout out to George. George Lopez was the 
funniest dude on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Over Uncle Bernie, though? Yeah. Wow. George Lopez is that man, bro. Shout out to Uncle George. Uncle Bernie, he took care of his sister's kids. George, if you listen to this, put me on. He took care of his sister's kids. Okay, whoa. <laughs> Some male getting cooked. Like, come on, bro. That's messed up, bro. Mental R. illness. R.P. to Bernie Mac. Mental illness. All right, so you want to you wanna go into the now? Stockholm Syndrome. You know what Stockholm Syndrome is? I've heard of it, but explain it to the audience. All right. Stockholm Syndrome is basically the person, your oppressor is viewed as your friend. Like, you, you, you grow, you grow, uh, you grow love and affection for your oppressor because of them controlling you type of thing. Stockholm, that you sounds just, you, like, you grow, you grow for a natural love and affection for the person. That sounds like the you. character that, uh. That Samuel Jackson was playing in um the Django like like yes the the house Negro that yes. winds up like you yeah. know like master we sick too yeah so okay. you actually now you actually grow to believe that this person is hurting you is helping you because mm-hmm. they're getting your head like all right you will be dead without me but yeah mm-hmm. they're they're torturing you the whole time they're keeping you alive type of thing all black people are living with a version of Stockholm syndrome today you know we. We of course times have changed. Everybody's all loose and free. We doing this, we doing that, doing that and the third. But you know, you know, brothers are dating white women. White brothers are dating black women. If you in love, you in love. Whatever, whatever. Right? Yeah. We, so that was last week. So yeah, we talked about that last week, right? Yeah. So Stockholm syndrome is like, it's like just the idea of at one point of time. Because everything in history is repeated, right? At one point in time, everybody on this earth, right, in this in this country where we where we stay at in our respective homes, respective areas, I was viewed as a slave or some tree hugging Native American person. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the people, those white people, right, came over here. They did whatever, killed us, made us integrate. Moved us, made Europeanized us, you feel me? Kept us enslaved, right? And then over time, we came okay with that. It's like, all right, we got to live together. We got to have peace. Yeah, of course, right? Yeah. But the Stockholm Syndrome comes in. It's like, you know what? Even when it's when you're working under the white man on your job, right? Everybody's nice to the white man. Everybody is nice, right? I noticed that at the job we work in, right? Everybody's nice to the white man. Black man, hey, how you doing? Latino man, hey, how you doing? Latina, right? Any other race in there? They nice, but to every to their own, and even to the opposite races or the other races, it's like they don't get that same viewpoint. You feel me? It's like you they they view the white man as somebody to like don't don't fuck with him because he can probably help us type of thing. You feel me? Yeah. Subconsciously, I'm not saying that we do this. I'm just saying it happens like naturally. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? It's something that's embedded in us. You feel me? Like you at a store, the white man comes behind the desk, you tighten up like, all right, this, this is your spot? All right, cool. So what I was saying was, you feel me? Because he has, he has that racism is power. You feel me? He has yeah. that power. He has that power to change shit in a drop of the hat. You feel me? Mm-hmm. He can literally get on the phone, dial 911 and say, hey, it's a brown brother out here with, with dreadlocks. He has a gun in his hand. Then pull up 30 deep and that's the power just to change and alter my timeline just by him having that backing. You yeah, feel yeah. Me? It's that, it's like, uh, you know, 
it's the power of the race that you're yeah. speaking of. Yeah. It's, uh, it's when you go to a white store, you probably feel like you got to be more straightened up and things like that. Then you go exactly. to a black store, you go to feel more chill. And yeah, that's 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 true. You know what I mean? I agree with you on that. But I even want to touch on Stockholm Syndrome on a whole nother plan with it, with even women trying to like trying to protect their abusers in relationships. Mm. You know, uh, there's women out there. You know, that some some females I know that a man abused them and they'll still make excuses for them. Exactly. Oh, he went through some trauma in his life, or his mom did that to him. Yeah, that's all. You know, like his mom went. He seen his mom and his dad go through this and that, or, and it doesn't make it any better. Exactly. I've I've seen women get abused before, and I've never done that at all to my wife or nothing like that. And I wouldn't allow it for my daughter. I don't allow it for my sisters. I don't allow it for anybody. So you know, again, it's like. Mental illness is very real. It's a very real thing. And sometimes people don't even realize that they're going through something at that moment. And, you know, I just want to tell any, everybody out there that there's help, that there's people that do want to help you, yeah. that there's people that do want to be there for you, that there's reach out to your friends. But you got to be honest yeah. and you got to be honest within yourself to know that you deserve better. Yeah. You and don't deserve I, to be in that toxic environment exactly. where it's going to hurt you. And I And I'll tell you like this. Anybody that's getting abused in a relationship, right? I got three sisters, right? And I love them near and dearly. I'm the only boy, right? There's no way in Sam hell that I would let a human that's outside of our family. Because you know if it's in family, y'all fight, y'all fight, y'all family. You, you fight your cousin or whatever, right? Anybody outside our family hit my sister once, let alone twice, let alone again and again. It's not happening. It's not. It's not. I don't care. I don't care how small I am, how big he is. It does not matter, bro. It does not. So, if ladies, right? Anybody that's in in an abusive relationship, you feel like you need help. Just know that if you forgive somebody, major key. Write this down, bro. If you forgive somebody. You have no obligation to be around them ever again in your life. Let me run that back. When you forgive somebody, you do not have to be around them. That means if you hurt me, I say, yo, I forgive you. It is okay. I let it go. That does not mean I have to be there for you anymore because I forgave you. Forgave, forgiveness is a separation. So words separate. Mm -hmm. You feel me? If anybody's being abused, of course that person makes up, right? Y'all in love, right? Person makes up, y'all live on with y'all life. You forgive that person. That does not mean you have you're obligated to be there for that person ever again. This was because you forgave them. My thing is, bro, I have this saying that I like to say all the time that if you tell somebody that something is bothering you or that it hurts you, and you tell them that, you express that to them that this 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 causes discomfort or this causes an unease in your life and if they don't try to make an attempt to change because it's tough for people to change their actions that quickly but if they don't make an attempt to change exactly. then you do not need to be around them exactly now if they show you that they're trying to change if they show you that they're really trying to change their actions that's when you mm -hmm. sit there and you can respect it what but is if they a, don't then don't be around them what is a mistake though can a, can mistakes be avoided 
Oh, of course. That's why it's a mistake, so like, misstep. All right, cool. So we all make mistakes, right? And I'm not talking about abusing a woman. But yeah, it's, yeah, you I'm should not saying, never I'm not ever saying, put your hands on yeah, a woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about other relationships, yeah, relationship type of cheating, mistakes. Yeah, you feel all me? You all of that. I feel like mistakes can always be easily avoided, and there is no mistake for real. It's this either it's either it worked or it didn't work. Like, think about it. If it's if I do something that's that doesn't view well in the eyes of my significant other, it it was something that I tried. It caught on or it didn't. You feel me? Yeah. It's like it wasn't a mistake. No, because I did it. I did it. If you if <laughs> nothing happens by mistake, nothing happens by coincidence. I'm a strong believer, bro. Everything happens for a reason, bro. But it's also you can say or do things in the heat of the moment. You telling me you That's never, for a reason. Oh, bro, you never had an argument with somebody and said something you know you did not really mean to say? No. Bro. I don't, that's, that, you're an anomaly in that situation. Bro, because this is the thing, this is the thing. When I speak, first of all, I don't argue, okay? Anybody that really knows me, I really don't argue unless we talking about sports. And that's just stupid to argue, and I just do it. Yeah, I just, can't argue. And I just argue to be funny. Like, I don't, because I know, like, no team but, is better than another. I just argue. So, but, but I'm saying, like, if I argue with somebody, I don't take it, like, like, I think clearly, I think about what I, because my dad always told me, think about what you say before you say it because you can't take words back. You should do that, but it's not it's not normal that everybody does that. Sometimes you be in the heat of an argument, and you may not even really care about what the situation is, but you're going to say something to try to win the argument that may be hurtful. Now, no, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm not speaking. A, I'm, I don't do that, like, I don't speak on that level. Like, I don't try to hurt people with my words. Like, I don't, I don't have a vendetta. That's, that's amazing, bro. Like, I, you know, I've done it before, so I'm speaking. Yeah from experience and I'm not saying that it makes it any better people done it to me I've done it to people where you say something to them and you don't initially mean what you're saying but you're upset and you're not thinking clear you ever like been in a moment where you're not thinking clear then when you go double back you're like wow I shouldn't have said that I shouldn't have did that and you're like I didn't think it through I I, I miss I made a misstep and now I got to double back the apology and hope that they forgive me. Bro, I'm going to be completely honest with you, bro. Like, of course, I, I get down on myself for the things that I did. Mm -hmm. I don't call them mistakes, though. This is So what do you listen, call them? Listen to my, I just, there are things that I've got down on myself that I did. Like, if I do something, if something happened between me and uh, another person, right? And I'm like, dang, you know what? All right, cool. I shouldn't have did that. That's fine, but in the heat of the moment, I meant what I said, but it, it, it it's a time and place for everything, right? That means that same argument that you're having with that person or that conversation that you have with that person, that information can be given in a greater light at a different time. You feel me? That time might have not been that time for you to give out that information. You feel mm -hmm. me? Because it, the, the, the heat of the situation, right? The thing that you said it was a mistake that you said to that person can easily have been said in a nicer way and perceived in a greater light in a later time instead of that situation right there. So therefore, right, it isn't so, really a mistake. You so real I'm quick, saying? we're gonna I'm gonna give the um, definition of mistake: an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. So I want to give you a scenario. Okay. Right. Let's say that you came that you you felt like you know you and your girls arguing. You like you know what? Let me go over there and talk to her. Right. But you go over there and the argument gets even worse. Was it not a mistake? Would you not be like, yo, I made a mistake even coming here? I should have just let her cool down. I should have just I should have just I, sh 
Like I, it was too soon, and I was still heated. She was still heated. If I wouldn't have came here right now, then the situation we probably could have cooled our heads after we slept on it. Yeah, that's a mistake. Mm, I think I converted him, y'all. No, I mean I I'm I, just listening I to I, you, bro. I think I got. I, I didn't don't, agree. You don't, I just you don't I think listen. that that's like that would be a mistake for you to do, just as a scenario. Or you I'm... arguing with somebody, like you arguing with somebody, and then you bring up something that you know you shouldn't have brought up, and I consider those low blows. I hate those when you arguing with yeah, somebody. There, are, there are things that you're not supposed to bring up. Yeah, but you know, at the heat of a moment, you're upset. You're really, really upset. You can't control your emotions and your your your, your brain patterns, and you're just ready to go off. No, nah, we just different, bro. Oh, I respect it, bro. Listen, we are nine years. I'm apart. not disagreeing with you, bro. No, no, no. And, and again. I understand that people, there's different types of people. I think a lot of people have made mistakes in life and they would admit to it after the fact. Mm. But I do understand that some people do try to be calculated in their movements and their ideas. That's and that's me. what I think you may be. Yeah. yeah. Like Everybody's different, bro. Yeah. So like, it's like, if we have a disagreement on something, I'm already analyzing the situation and what it is. You feel me? Like, all right, cool. So you have no regrets like, or anything? Who, like, no, I don't. Okay. Honestly, bro, like, to be honest with you, like, I've lost sleep over some things you feel me but i i gotta wake myself up I'm like all right cool you know what like all right i did it i did it there's no point of saying damn i shouldn't have did it because i can't change what has already been done i can only control what is here i can't even control what's in front of me i can't control what's behind me i can't control what's in front of me i gotta be in the presence why the fuck language and why the why the f am I even stressing myself about a situation or argument or any any situation with with the person? But let me bring this up real quick, bro. Before we uh, yeah, because we didn't even get to sports. Again. Yeah, we didn't even get to sports. Like so, like and we're gonna have to double back again because right, this deeper thing. All right, mental time. illnesses. Mental illnesses are health conditions involving changing in emotion, thinking, or behavior, or a combination of these. Mental illnesses are associated with distress or problems functioning in a circle, uh, a social circle, a social work or family activities. Mental illness is very common. That comes from psychiatry dot org. Okay, I always do my research on dot org dot govs. That is the most credible information. And I want to shout you off for being able to read, bro. All right, cool. <laughs> so I'm on this I'm on this website, y'all. It's called National Alliance on Mental Illness. And I went to the Black African American section. I want y'all to go read this, right? Not to not to make judgments, not to, you know, point fingers or do anything. I want you guys to read this strictly for information on how they, they they're they're talking about us. Because if you don't view if you don't view yourself as having a mental illness or anything right they do because they put they they're putting all these these categories and all these subdivisions and all these stuff that we fit in you fit in right they're saying everybody has a form i think of mental illness yeah, to a certain degree yeah but i want y'all to really read this Break and, it down for them. and see like how they really talk about <laughs> mental illness in the black community you know what i mean and they bring up nothing about white supremacy which is really crazy because that is the main cause of our mental illness i believe sorry let's go to some current events real quick bro switch it up on me uh yeah you went really deep bro pause uh you went 
you know, like with Super Left. No, nah, I just had to give them some information because I feel bad. Last last episode, I was cursing like a sailor, and my auntie got mad at me. So yeah, my auntie got mad at you too. Yeah. So to everybody listening now, if you listened at the forty four mark, <laughs> forty four minute mark, yo, I, I peace peace and love you, man. I I stopped cursing. I quit that two days ago. I'm clean. I've been clean for two days. I don't curse anymore. I'm not gonna lie, you cursed on the podcast already, but I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that slide. That's in the past, bro. We can't control what's in the past. That's like twenty seconds ago. That's the past. Yeah, says the guy that doesn't make any mistakes. Uh <laughs> yo, we wanna to get to the sports part real quick, y'all. Uh just update on certain things. You know, I'm an NBA guy. Uh Rockets will retire James Harden's number thirteen jersey. Stop the cap. Sorry. What you mean? What's the cap? Bro, who cares? You see how he, bro, listen, bro, he had like a diva his whole last three months playing. And then, didn't, didn't, they, didn't they just cut Boogie like a month ago? Yeah, <laughs> and their team has actually been on a big losing streak. But again, James was probably, the, in the modern era, the best scorer. Yes, and he won he an MVP with shots. it. But he also won triple-doubles. He also He's got triple-doubles and won the MVP with the team. He's an ISO 50% of the time. All right, bro. But at the same time, he did change the. I'm the not. I, we can't. We can't do this because I'm not a fan of James Harden play style. No, I like all respect due to James. Like I'm, you feel me? I'm just me. You dig what I'm saying? But all due respect to James, it's like, yo, bro. It's like pass the ball, bro. Play the game. Like you dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you but can who make was, shots. All right, so who was his teammates that he could have passed the ball to all in Houston? Right, hold on, let's hold on, hold on. Let's get to let's, it. Hold on, hold on. So like. His play style, ISO, dribble, dribble, either you 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 take it in or you pull back. Like, it's either or. Is that his fault or is that the coach's fault? That's the coach. I mean, it's on Dan Tony. All right. And Dan Tony, some people say call him Mike and Tony because there's no D. Yeah. Pulse. Yeah. But, again, like, that's what he was calling for. He could have called a player or took him out the game or spoke to him about it. Who else was James Harden supposed to pass the ball to? He got assists because he got a triple-double, but – it wasn't like main guys on his team that was gonna help just, him score. I mean, yeah, yeah, he uh he averages like eight or nine assists, which is like all right. Tremendous. So he's but, um, willing to pass the ball. That's fine. I'm, he had no turnovers the other day. Yeah, I'm just not. A, I've just never been a fan of his play style. Congratulations okay, to see. James Harden. You know, getting oh, his yeah. jersey retired soon. Congrats. You know, just just sounded like a hater, bro. Uh, let's talk about the three point contest. We're gonna have Devin Booker. Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum. Curry. Yeah, I was going to go with Curry, too. Yeah. I was going to go with Curry, too. But I also think Devin Booker, your boy, who just gave a shout-out to last podcast, he, he got was. a good shot. Facts. So, uh, that's, I guess we both in agreeing on that, agreeing on that one. No, Skill Carolina. challenge. They're going to have. CP. Did you going to let me give the people, I'm the audience? The, bro, how you even know CP was in there? You checking? Yeah, I did. All right. Robin Covington, Luka Doncic, Chris Paul, Julius Randle, DeMontis Sabonis, Nikola Vucevic. This just screams point guard, point guard. CP. But but big men have been winning it. Yeah. Christoph Porzingis won it, so you know who I'm going with, right? No. Julius Randle, the Knicks. He married a white girl. I don't care who he married, I'm bro. I'm just kidding. He plays for the New York I'm Knickerbockers kidding, at the Garden of Madison Square. He's a and we're, share, short and flip Listen, bro, he, we're, he's played for the Knicks. He's killing for the Knicks. We're winning the championship this year, and he's going to start it off with winning the skills challenge. I'm not even going to ask you to repeat yourself. Go on to the next topic. Uh, 
Next one, dunk contest, only three people. We have from the Indiana Pacers, Cassius Stanley. We have from the Portland Trailblazers, Anthony Simmons. And from the New York Knicks, we have Obi Toppin. I don't know. Bro, you're disrespectful. I never. Obi. Obi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, nah. You bugging, bro. We going with Obi Toppin for you that. You never seen him play. I did see him play. I saw him play in highlights. No, I seen him play for the Knicks, bro. Don't don't disrespect me. In highlights. Don't disrespect you me. Never bro. watched a real live game. Yes, I did. It's fun. You do know I have YouTube Premium. Shout out to YouTube. Okay. Shout out to YouTube. I'm reloading. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on before we got into you know the topic again, getting crazy? Uh, nah. I think the I think the whole uh, Mississippi Texas thing was crazy. Um, that that's wild. I think that's really wild. All right. Uh, the reason why we wanted to talk on the topic of mental illness and mental health recently, uh, last week there was something that went on on social media with uh within my family. I don't want to talk too deep on it. I don't want to get too much into putting people business out there. But um, there was a major situation that happened that kind of got out of hand within my family's dynamic and um. It was really rough for me to handle. I'm directly affiliated with it. I'm directly associated with it to a certain extent. And um, to me, you know, it's difficult when you are dealing with a family member that does have mental illness and mental health issues that's really severe to where they created this whole entire universe in their brain that they think is reality and it's not. And it can get really frustrating on what should you do and how should you handle it because we are humans that do get stressed out as well. So now their mental illness can affect yours and now you're both combating each other instead of somebody trying to figure out how to help each other. And I think that's where I came to it where it's like this person keeps having these sporadic issues and these these outbursts and keep going and looking for things that they directly didn't give to other people the energy that they're calling for they didn't give to other people and as an adult now i do see that it's something wrong with them psychologically but at the time i was i was too young to realize that and even still as an adult it's hard for me how do i handle that how do i deal with that knowing that this person is not right mentally it can get really frustrating and as a family member I could say that it's really like, what do you, what do you do? You know? And, um, so I was like, I wanted to bring it up on a podcast and speak to it. Cause there's other people that's probably going out there and living their life that either you're the person that's going through these issues or you're the family member of somebody going through this and you want to know, are you the only one? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, like I said, uh, to go into it is like, they went through something very traumatic at a young age. This person I'm speaking on. And it affected how they deal and behave with other people around them. And it made them neglectful for a lot of years towards people that they cared about to now where those people are living their own lives and moving on to their own things. And it's like, how do I now they want all the attention that they never gave for all those years. And those people have their own lives and their own children and their own family members to attend to. And it's really difficult speaking for me. It's really difficult on how do I help them help me. Yeah. The greatest advice I ever got from somebody um, was my friend Tasia's mom. 
uh, Miss Star, um, who worked. I don't know specifically what she did, but I know she helped a lot of women um, through different situations in their life to, you know, overcome whether it's drugs, pregnancy, abuse, whatever, whatever. And the greatest advice she ever gave to me was you can't help somebody who don't want to be helped. Mm. It's like trying to move a wall. It's the wall is always going to be there. You can't move it. Only thing you could do is tear it down and rebuild it. So you can't, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. And it's a certain person in my family that I've given my lending hand multiple times and they choose not to take it. You feel me? You know what I mean? But yet they find themselves in the in certain situations, predicaments that they need help. You can't help me heart to heart. You can't help nobody that doesn't need want to be helped or doesn't even see anything wrong, bro. If they don't see anything wrong, it's going to take them, I don't know how long to wake up. And when they do, that is your time to help them. Because people only want help when they hit rock bottom. And that's word from Marquette scene. Right? People only want help when they hit rock bottom. When they hit rock bottom, when they see there's no other way to go but to take the person's hand that they've been reaching out this entire time, that is when that's when your time is to come in and put your, your cape on. Until then... It's just a matter of me making sure that you're okay. Me making sure that you're safe. I can't control your actions, but I can be there for if, if knock on wood, if things go south. You feel me? I can be there. I'm always going to be there. I'm always going to be at your back, on your back, right, by your side, all that, down the ride with the gun to the side, anything. You feel me? But until that point where you see that you need my help, that's when I can help you. You feel me? And and it and it plays a big part in our community because a lot of us don't seek any help. And that's this the thing I, too. Oh, let me, sorry. Let me yeah, read bro. this real quick, bro. They say a study says. One study showed that 63 of black people believe that a mental illness, a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. Okay? That is what the National Alliance of Mental Illness is saying about black people. They say 63 of black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of weakness. That means you know that something is fucking wrong with you. You just think that, you know what, I'm not going to tell nobody because I don't want to sound like a bitch. Well, that, I don't want to be seen that it's as a certain way. And that's what I was about to exactly touch on. That's crazy because, you know, in a household, we're told that black people don't go to see psychiatrists. Exactly. And I remember we're asking you told, about that. And you, yeah, we talked about you kinda that. Kind of shot me out the air. I, I went when I was younger, but and it feels like because I got you got to be fully comfortable and really transparent and honest with yourself. We're not doing before that. you get to do that, right? Because when I was younger and I went to do it, I was lying to the, my therapist at the time. I was I was just trying to get out of to go. I was a kid. I wanted to have fun, but as an adult, we do really need it because. Again, we was we seen some traumatic stuff in our lives in our lifetimes, and it's like, what do they tell you? A kid is to be seen, not heard. Yeah, a kid is the you supposed to don't tell nobody what's going on in this house. Don't speak to spoken to. 
but also don't tell nobody what's going on in this house. So yeah. now you can't even tell your aunties, your cousins, yeah. nobody that you are going through these traumatic issues Jeez, and yeah. that in your household something is wrong. That's a fact. Because you you upset that it might get back to your mom or your grandma or your daddy or That's anybody and now you're going to get a whipping for it or something. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So, again, you have to now hold that in and then it's going to manifest itself into it becoming something that's going to make you explode mm. and as far as trying to help somebody sometimes people don't even know they need help Help, exactly you and that's I mean? and then how can you help somebody that doesn't even know they need help you can't exactly because they in their mind it's about what they want what they want. when they want it exactly and again it's like they they are giving off an energy of they may be an elder they may be a person that is highly of age and still think that everything has to be about them exactly and not understanding that other people do live lives and have lives mm -hmm. and it's like if you're not being honest i may not have time for that exactly because i gotta take care of what i gotta take care of on the other side of that and again it's not that you don't love that person or you love them any less it's that if you're not being honest with me, then how can I sit there and say, you know what, let me spend my time to help you out? Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's what I think of what it is. And I think, again, everybody has a form. I, I've suffered a lot of traumatic things in my life. Nothing too major or nothing too hurtful, but things that have affected me mentally and is the reason why I am, I, I am the way I am, good or bad. And it's the reason why sometimes, you know, one of the things that my wife told me that like she tells me that she wants is that she wants me to not hold grudges. Yeah. You're a and big girl Yeah. But a lot of the times what it is is because I'm holding myself, guarding myself from being hurt again. Mm -hmm. So if you hurt me one time, I'm not going to allow you to hurt me again. That's a fact. Because even though people think that, oh, you're not emotional, I am. Because anger is still an emotion. Yeah. So again, I sit back and I say, you know what? Let me build this wall up to not allow you to hurt me more than once. Exactly. Being emotional is not being sad, y'all. Being emotion is 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 leaning or or you know, aiding to just one emotion all the time. That's emotional. Like, you feel me? Like me being mad all the time, right? Or even me being happy all the time. Or it's like, you know, other different emotions that we go through. You know what I mean? Don't confuse them. Uh, being emotional with just being sad you know you can be emotional about a lot of different things um it's good to show emotion it is good to be human don't let anybody take that from y'all black black people my my kings and my queens out here you feel me don't let anybody take that you know what i mean like don't let anybody say sister you, you too loud or brother you always angry no bro i'm not it's just it's just an emotion you right? I can't be mad. I can't be sad. I can't be happy. I can't be all. But mm -hmm. when I'm when I'm one of these things, that I, I I am this emotion now. You yeah. dig what I'm saying? And again, our people, like you know, our people are already looked at as emotional. Exactly. Where we might not even be emotional in that situation. Exactly. Like you may question somebody, but because we're a black people, a black man, or a black woman, they automatically thinking that we're being aggressive. And it's like, nah, I just wanted the answer to this question I got. You know what I'm saying? I just want a fact. Yeah, that's all it I is. I just want the facts. I, and you know what I mean? And like, I just, I just ask you a question. Yeah. Why do you think that I'm being aggressive? Why do I have to be nice asking a question? That's my question. You know question. what I mean? So, <laughs> again, yeah, bro. So, again, we went a little heavy with this episode. We definitely, I want us to go lighter with the, you know, we're going to have fun again next week. But we just, it was something that I had to get off my chest. And I appreciate you even being here, bro, with me to give 
for me to be able to speak on this. Oh yeah, no doubt. And no again, doubt. that's what I wanted this podcast no. to be is entertainment, but also educational and also yes. a way for it to be therapeutic for us. Yes, it's very therapeutic, bro. Like me even talking about forgiveness, I'm not talking about a general thing, y'all. I'm talking about myself, what I had to teach myself. Okay, just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you have to be around them, y'all. And that's what I realized for myself. So that is game that I'm giving you from the heart. That did not come from a website or a book or another person. That mm-hmm. came off the thought process of my brain. You feel me? Yeah. And how I put things together and how I rationalize situations. Just because I forgave you, it, may, it makes a lot of sense. Just because I forgive somebody does not mean you have to be around them, all right? That, and that goes with any aspect of life, right? Because a lot of because people hurt people all the time, whether it's social, socially, emotionally, physically, whatever, right? You can forgive that person. Always carry forgiveness in your heart because that, that is how you're going to move on. That is how you're going to go to sleep, and that's how you're going to wake up looking young and not all wrinkly and old and stressing yourself out about some shit somebody did to you 10 years ago, yeah. right? You forgive people. Listen, everybody, if you listen to the end of this podcast, keep this, right? You can forgive people. Keep it in your heart, Right? But by all means, you do not have to be and put up with that situation anymore. Okay? And that's from the heart. It's straight from your Uncle Cat. You know what I mean? Uncle Cat's life, uh, life goals, man. No, for real, bro. But I, I do appreciate everybody that listened to the first episode. Yes, sir. This is yo, This is White Tees and Tim's The Podcast with your boy Uncle Cat. And it's your boy Duke M-A-G. And bro, real quick again, give them the IG. Give them the um the, the information right, so to we the are, YouTube. We are on Instagram at white tees underscore N underscore Tim's. Please go up there and follow on us. On Spotify, we are White Tees and Tim's. The same way, uh the same thing on our YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe our videos. And I can't wait white to see that. It's White Tees and Tim's D-A, the podcast. The podcast. You know what I mean? Because we, we, it's still hip-hop. Got to keep it straight. You know what I mean? And um, please, you know, share, like, subscribe, like you said. Uh, show love. We showing love back. We are the people's podcast. Yes. You know what I mean? Because we're going to touch on real topics. We're going to touch on educational things. And there's a lot of that happened this week. You know, a lot going on. There's a lot of other things that we didn't get to really touch and speak on. Yeah. But again, I said next week we're going to have fun. So next week, I'm letting you know ahead of time. The episode is going to be called The List. We're going to come up with a bunch of different lists, hip-hop, top five rappers, all of that. Since we're going to have our homie here, he's going to be, you know, helping yeah. us with that. Shout out to Steve. And that's what I want to be called. Be next week, The List. We're going to have a lot more fun. This one was educational, bro. Thanks for pulling up the facts about mental illness. Mm. Again, you want to give them the website in case they have any issues or anything like that? The website. The website that you just went to. The oh yeah, so the website on mental illness, y'all. I'm just, I was just doing some light research. I wasn't doing anything extensive. It is National Alliance of Mental Illness. Um, the abbreviation is like uh, N A M I. Yeah, N N A M I. Um, go check that out. Do some research. Read about yourselves, Black people. Okay, that is the only way we can liberate ourselves is through knowledge. Okay. Read about yourself, learn facts about yourself and where you come from, and that is how we're going to reach, you know, a more brighter ending, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, shout out to Brooklyn, shout out to my sister Kalana, she told me specifically she wanted me to shout out during the podcast, shout out to her. Yeah, you shout, you shout out to the end, bro, she ain't going to hear this. Bro, she better listen to it, because now <laughs> she got to go, th- I told you we get a shout out at the end. Shout out to the but end. But shout out to my sister Kalana, Um, you know, me and, me and my sister been through a lot together, she's my mother's oldest daughter, I'm the oldest son. Shout out to all my siblings, though. I love all my siblings, all 23 of y'all. 
Uh, shout out to all, you know, my nieces and nephews. Shout out to all my cousins, everybody that shows love. We love y'all back. Shout out to my wife and my kids. Shout out to my aunt, Titi Millie. Yeah. Anybody got a shout out, bro? Shout out to everybody I love. I kiss a lot of people. Shout out to y'all. And again, this is White Tees and Tims. Yeah. We out.